0: Start your day with a positive affirmation and intention. Since 1924, Daily Word magazine has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths. Your subscription includes two months of daily affirmations, articles, and spiritual poetry to keep you inspired and motivated. Check out the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org.
1: Serving spiritual seekers around the world.
2: Unity Online Radio. Welcome to The Call of Spirit. Tune into possibility with Evelyn Foreman, a senior student minister at Unity Institute and Seminary. Our program features leaders, movers, and shakers as they share with you those pivotal, defining moments when they heard their spirit's call and what it was like for them to tune in to possibility. And now, Evelyn Foreman and our Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. happy to be with you. I'm in Los Angeles. It's gorgeous spring morning here. I just returned from the East Coast where all the flowering trees were out. It was so nice to see them. Really, really just lovely. They've had such an intense winter there in the Northeast. Uh, Well, in lots of places, but uh, where I was in the Northeast of the United States and The people are so happy that winter seems to finally be over spring is springing and having some beautiful sunny days and the flowering trees and bushes are happening. The tulips up and celebrating. It's very cool. Yes, it's that Christ emerging in the springtime, that ascension energy, the resurrection happening. Very, very beautiful. So, let us begin with a prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And let's take a breath of gratitude together. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And as we take these breaths of gratitude, we're opening our heart and our mind to remember that all are worthy of God's love because we are God's love. Yes, Taking these breaths of gratitude, breaths of love, remembrance, we're remembering our worthiness <laughs> is the worthiness of the Christ to be itself. And we're grateful and thankful to remember this worthiness right now. Opening our heart, opening our mind to the love of God, we are. Yes. Yes. We're grateful and we're thankful right now to place on the holy altar fire of divine love all belief in lack, all belief in limitation. Placing on the altar all belief in unworthiness, all jealousy, all thoughts of revenge. We're surrendering all these beliefs that no longer serve our walk of love. We are willing to shine the light and be the light and radiate the light of love that we are now and forever. We're sharing the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful and so thankful to allow our healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yes, so we're putting an end to worthiness this week. It's about time. Yes. (laughs) And, um, of course, Miracles is going to help us. Chapter 8, The Journey Back, Section 6, The Treasure of God. We are the joint will of the Sonship, whose wholeness is for all. We begin the journey back by setting out together and gather in our brothers as we continue together. So that's really the purpose of this radio show. It's the purpose of everything that I offer is for us to join together in this journey back. Every gain in our strength is offered for all, so they too can lay aside their weakness and lack of strength to us. So that's why you'll always hear in my prayer, we're going to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. Same thing, all, our, all boats rise on this tide of love. It says, God's welcome waits for us all, and He will welcome us as I am welcoming you. Forget not the kingdom of God for anything the world has to offer. So let's not trade the kingdom of God for anything the world has to offer. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you. So knowing that, why would we trade it for the kingdom? Why would we trade a single thing in the world for the entirety of the kingdom? That would be insanity. So it's the end of insanity. It's the end of unworthiness. The world can add nothing to the power and the glory of God and His holy sons. Nothing can be added to our stature. Nothing can be added to our power and glory. Okay. Let's, let's, Let's allow that to resonate in our mind. The world can add nothing to the power and the glory of God and his holy sons, but the world can blind the sons to the Father if they behold it. So if we make the world real and value it above God, then... We are saying bye-bye to the kingdom temporarily. You cannot behold the world. Beholding the world is really to value the world and to treasure the world versus the kingdom, which is within. You cannot behold the world and know God. So one or the other. And that's what I love so much about A Course of Miracles is it's so clear. You cannot behold the world and know God. Only one is true. Only one is true. So the kingdom of God is true and the kingdom of God is within. I am come to tell you that the choice of which is true is not yours to make. So we don't get to decide, get to decide whether or not the kingdom... Within is true, or the world is true. That decision, there is no decision. (laughs) The kingdom is true, and the world is false. The world is a projection. If it were possible for us to decide what was true, we would have destroyed ourselves. Yet God did not will the destruction of his creations, having created them for eternity. So we cannot be destroyed. We cannot be destroyed. So for those who fear death, fear destruction, fear that the the body's death and dying experiences could somehow destroy us, it cannot. We are created for eternity. God's will has saved you, not from yourself, but from your illusion of yourself. So when we identify with the illusion of the personality and the body then we think we are born to die. However our true self can never be damaged, hurt endangered, destroyed or in any way sullied. So uh, this is what I was talking about last week is that We are beings of light, and light cannot be sullied or dirtied. You can filter it, and you can block it, but you can in no way make it dirty or bad or wrong or sullied. Let us glorify... Oh, I skipped a part. His will has... God's will has saved you, not from yourself, but from your illusion of yourself. He has saved you for yourself. I love that. The protective Father has saved us for ourselves for all eternity. Let us glorify God, whom the world denies. For over God's kingdom, the world has no power. No one created by God can find joy in anything except the eternal. So joy only can be discovered, felt, and experienced In our understanding of the eternal, not because God has deprived us of any, not because we're deprived of anything else, because nothing else is worthy of us. All are worthy of the kingdom. That's why the kingdom is pre-installed in each and every one of us. What God and his sons create is eternal. And in this, and this only, is our joy. Listen to the story of the prodigal son and learn what God's treasure is and yours. This son of a loving father left his home and thought he had squandered everything for nothing of any value. He thought he had squandered everything in exchange for nothing of any value. Although he had not understood its worthlessness at the time. He was ashamed to return to his father because he thought he had hurt him. Yet when he came home, the father welcomed him with joy because the son himself was the father's treasure. The father wanted nothing else. God wants only his son because his son is his only treasure. The sonship of which we are a part, is the Christ, and that is the only begotten son, the child. We are that. We are the treasure of God, and we are God's only treasure. This is what Jesus is telling us. You want your creations as God wants His. Your creations are the gift to the Holy Trinity, created in gratitude for your creation. They do not leave you any more than you left your creator. But they extend your creation as God extended himself to you. Okay, so what does that mean? So our creations are our expressions of love. So all expressions of love are maximal. Our expressions of love, our expressions of truth, our expressions of beauty are maximal. Because love is not a little or more love or less love. We can't actually fall into love and out of love. That's insanity. Love is the ground of our being. And when we're expressing love and beauty and truth and creativity and wisdom and clarity and purity and all of the spiritual qualities of God, these are our creations. And just as These are our creations. We are the creation of God. We are beauty and truth and wisdom and clarity and freedom and wholeness and all these spiritual qualities. That's what we are. So we in turn can express them. That's why if we seek the kingdom first, all else is added unto us. Because if we seek the kingdom which is within, which is Ours eternally, when we seek to know that this treasure that we are is our true identity, that these spiritual qualities love, wholeness, peace, harmony, freedom, prosperity, creativity, beauty, truth all of these spiritual qualities are our essential nature. They are the kingdom that's pre installed. When we seek to know them and to reveal them and to express them, all else is added unto us because all else is the remembrance of our eternal nature. And so then we realize what is real and what is false. And we no longer value what is false. This is the salvation. This is the atonement. This is the waking up. This is the ascension. This is the resurrection. Now is the time of our resurrection. Can the creations of God himself take joy in what is not real? Can we actually experience joy, which is a spiritual quality, versus temporary fleeting sense of pleasure or happiness? Can we experience true joy in what is not real? in celebrating the false, in identifying with the false, in treasuring that which is temporal and temporary. No, we cannot. This is what the teaching is here. What is real except the creations of God and those that are created like His. There's nothing else that's real except our true eternal nature and our expressions of love, our God nature. Your creations love you as you love your Father for the gift of creation. There is no other gift that is eternal, and therefore there is no other gift that is true. How then can you accept anything else or give anything else and expect joy in return? It's insanity. And what else but joy would you want? This is one of the things I hear so many light workers say. Joy, I would like to experience joy. I would like to know joy. I would like to live in joy. So, here is a practice to every day, throughout the day, when you notice you're not experiencing joy. Turn to the Holy Spirit. Turn to Jesus. Turn to our elder brother Jesus and the great comforter, the Holy Spirit, and say I am willing to know true joy. I am willing to know true joy. I am willing to live in joy. I am willing to live a joyful life. I am willing to be joyful. Show me how. Teach me. And they will. For that is their joy. (laughs) What else but joy would you want? You made neither yourself nor your function. So our function is forgiveness and to seek only the kingdom, to choose to wake up, to choose the atonement for ourselves. You made only the decision to be unworthy of both, unworthy of joy and unworthy of forgiveness. (coughs) Yet you cannot make yourself unworthy, because you are the treasure of God, and what He values is valuable. There can be no question of its worth, because its value lies in God sharing Himself with it, and establishing its value forever. We're expressions of God. We're creations of God. Therefore, our value, our worthiness, is forever established. We cannot make ourselves unworthy. Anyone who feels unworthy, anyone who feels bad, anyone who feels wrong, anyone who feels lacking, anyone feel who feels that they're limited, for any reason whatsoever, is valuing the false, valuing the opinions and the judgments and the meaning that you made of things. This is why Jesus starts the workbook with looking around the room, And realizing that everything I see only has the meaning that I have given it. And if I feel upset, it's not for the reason I think. It's not because of anything that's happening in the world. It's because I have forsaken the kingdom in my mind. I have forgotten who I am. I have decided I am unworthy. And if you believe that anyone is unworthy of compassion, love, or forgiveness, you cannot feel worthy because the thoughts that you project out in the world are the things that you believe about yourself because you are one with everyone that you meet and everyone that you see with the body's eyes, every part of the kingdom you're one with. Which means you're one with the treasure of God. You're one with the peace of God. You're one with the wholeness of God. You're one with the freedom of God. You're one with the love of God eternally. So this is the complete and total end of unworthiness. You made only the decision to be unworthy of joy, unworthy of forgiveness, and you can choose again. That's the beauty of this teaching is it's so clear. If you don't like what you have, know that what you are experiencing is an outpicturing of your beliefs. And you don't have to... We talk about change your beliefs. You don't actually have to change your beliefs. Just give them to the Holy Spirit for healing. Because trying to figure out how to change your beliefs feels like too heavy a burden. Let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. Let the Holy Comforter and Jesus lead and guide all the way today. Yes. I'm Jennifer Hadley. And right now we have the Living A Course in Miracles series on. And it's eight weeks of free classes with eight different teachers. Regina Dawn Acres is our teacher this week. And we're going to be talking about self worth and feeling unworthy with Regina. She's an excellent teacher. She's been a guest on this show several times. Our classes are free. Come check it out at livingacourseinmiracles.com. It's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love and walking the talk on Unity Online Radio, and I'll be right back.
0: Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives.
1: Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so, and it doesn't end well. Is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The Kingdom, Townley explains doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org If I were brave I'd walk where fools and dreamers dead and and never lose
4: faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for vibrant living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: What if we're all meant to
2: do?
3: Living the love, walking the talk.
2: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about an end of unworthiness, and uh, it's in line with... The topic this week at the Living of Course and Miracles classes, as I mentioned before. And uh, those are free classes sponsored by the PowerOfLoveMinistry.net, Ministry Power of Love Ministry which is also a sponsor of this radio show, and the a Course in Miracles app, which is free at iTunes. It's free for uh iPhones and iPads at this time, and we do hope to make it for Androids as well, and uh, you can go to acimapp.com, acimapp.com, and look for it, it's called, uh, in iTunes, if you look for it there, it's called A Course in Miracles App, ACIM Complete with Deluxe Features, and it's free. So please enjoy the app. And um, yes, last year we had 102 countries, people from 102 countries participating in the Free Living A Course in Miracles classes. We've got... About 5,000 people enrolled in the class so far. So please get out the word and share about these classes. We've had awesome classes so far. We've got a number of great classes coming up. So tune in. We've got Regina Dawn Akers this week, and uh, she's just such a beautiful teacher. I got to have a little bit of time with her, not much, <laughs> in in New York at the Course of Miracles conference. It was such a full load of... Uh, Events are really fun, and uh, we're also going to be at the Course of Miracles Conference in Las Vegas next April. And so uh, I am putting out information about that, and uh, so you can learn about that at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And um, yes, more good to come. So, uh, let's go back to our topic of unworthiness. So, what this section, the treasure of God in chapter 8, is telling us is that we are the treasure of God. The treasure of God cannot be diminished or harmed in any way. We are eternal. We are eternally the treasure of God. So, one of the the main themes in A Course of Miracles is that The only reason we feel unworthy is because we have made up a story, or many, many stories. And we continue to play out those stories, just like the prodigal son played out his story. So we've been given this opportunity to express in this world, and to, through the use of projection and our mind, To create an illusory world where we can make in this world basically whatever we'd like using our thoughts and our beliefs. And now we're on the return home. So you know how in the prodigal son's story, he just like the story of of Buddha, which uh, there's the beautiful book Siddhartha is a wonderful, wonderful book. Fictional story written by Hermann Hesse. I highly recommend Siddhartha, uh, the book about Buddha's journey. So, like, like Buddha, the prodigal son went into the world and experienced all the pleasures of carnal life and living and drinking, the pleasures of the body. And Including even, uh, not just the pleasures, but the degradation of the body. And he ends up squandering his financial inheritance. So he asks his father for his inheritance, uh, which is the ability to use the mind and to make choices. So he takes that inheritance and he squanders it on loose living, fast living. And then what happens is he ends up with nothing left, and he needs to support himself. So he's working on a pig farm, and he's taking care of the pigs. And as he's giving the pigs their food, he realizes the pigs eat better than I do. I could go home to my father's house and be a servant there, and I would have a better life than here taking care of the pigs. And you have to remember this Jesus was a Jew. So pigs were animals so unclean that the Jews don't eat them. So he he was living amongst the pigs and the pigs were eating better than him. So this is you know Jesus is using these images in the story to really paint a picture. So it helps to understand what that really meant. To the Jews of that time uh, that living amongst the pigs and the pigs are eating better than him so it's because he has fallen so low and he be, has become so willing to do something different he has achieved a place of humility he no longer has hubris he no longer thinks that he's better or special he is having the recognition of true humility and this is what opens his mind to the awareness that he could go home to his father's house and live as a slave in his father's house and have a better life than he can make for himself so He travels home, and this is our journey. We're traveling home, and we literally are being welcomed back. So it takes humility to be able to make that journey home. So the invitation here, if you feel any unworthiness, if you feel bad or wrong in any way, shape, or form, undeserving, guilty, ashamed, if you have any of those feelings and beliefs about yourself, the thing that is going to turn it all so that you can return home is that humility. So, some people come to humility by recognizing that no one is better and no one is worse. worse all are one. If all are one, how could there be better? How could there be worse? You can't believe in better or worse and believe in oneness. You have to choose which system of thinking that you're going to think with. Are you going to think the thoughts of God, which are of oneness, or are you going to think the thoughts of ego, which are of separation, better than and less than? So, any time in your day... When you recognize, when you consciously become aware that you're thinking, this is better and this is worse. They are better and I am worse. I am better and they are worse. Any of those thoughts, that's a recognition that you do not believe in the oneness. You're not interested in the oneness. You are actively choosing separation and you are actively choosing unworthiness. Because our sense of worthiness comes from one thing and one thing only. And it is joining. It is oneness. It is recognizing the perfection and the wholeness of our brothers and sisters. This is why Jesus tells us all throughout A Course in Miracles that our brother is our salvation. Because it's how we see our brother is how we're going to see ourselves. So it requires true humility which is valuing the oneness. So this is a great tool to put an end to unworthiness. You're not going to be in your mind really making that journey home actively until you have humility. Yeah. So searching your mind for anyone you think is better than or less than you and recognizing it's not possible because you're one with them. There's your ticket on your journey home. And so on a daily basis, hourly basis, moment-by-moment basis, you can partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self with Jesus and say, help me to know all are worthy. And I am one with all, so I am worthy. Help me to see that all my brothers and sisters are worthy of being God's treasure. Even Hitler is worthy of being God's treasure, because Hitler was, is, however we want to think about it, eternally, God's treasure. But he didn't know that about himself, and he didn't know it about his brothers and sisters. He came, perhaps, to teach us in the same way, perhaps, that Jesus came to teach us. You know, Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles, he did not condemn uh, any, anyone because he knew he couldn't be betrayed. It wasn't even possible. Everything works together for our good. Everything, every learning experience is truly helpful. Everything is gently planned by one whose only purposes are good. Imagine Jesus standing in the awareness as the crucifixion is looming and he knows it and knows that even the crucifixion, even a violent death is gently planned by one whose only purpose is his good. Yes, this is this is why he was such a teacher, because he had the Christ awakened in his mind already. And this is our coming home, coming home to the Christ in our mind. So what happens when the prodigal son gets home? It's the father runs to welcome him. The parents run to welcome him. So the prodigal son was ashamed to return to his father because he thought he had hurt his father. Yet when he came home, the father welcomed him with joy because the son himself was his father's treasure. He wanted nothing else. God wants only his son because his son is his only treasure. So let us remember that we are the treasure of God. And let us remember that all of our brothers and sisters are the treasure of God. Now, I always think that there's an important aspect to the prodigal son's story. It's, he's gonna, he has in his mind he can go home and be a servant in his father's house. Now, to me, that's the same thing as that decision to live our purpose. So our purpose on page 28 uh, in the text I am here only to be truly helpful. So when we recognize that, then we're of service. A Course in Miracles tells us that being of service is the greatest thing. So we can choose to be of service every minute of every day. In in the Principles of Miracles, it talks about service. And this choosing the atonement for ourselves is the greatest act of service. Hmm. So in um, chapter 1, The Meaning of Miracles, section 5, it says... Paragraph 5, whatever tr- is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. So this is what Jesus has been telling us, that we're eternal. We cannot be changed. We cannot be. Our, so our eternal perfection in Christ cannot be diminished. The light cannot be sullied or dirty. So how could we come to believe so intently that we're on? Un- unworthy, that we're guilty, that we're uh, to blame, that we're bad, that we're wrong, that we're evil, that any of these thoughts that we come to think about ourselves, they have to be part of the illusion. They can't be part of our true eternal nature. Whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is therefore unalterable because it is already perfect. But the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. So each day, whom will you serve? God or mammon? Mammon is the ego. Mammon is humanity in the sense of the ego. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. And so that is our practice, to begin each day by choosing what we will serve. Are we going to serve love? Are we going to serve the Holy Spirit? Are we going to serve our brothers and sisters? Or are we going to serve the ego? The only limit put on our choice is that it, we cannot serve two masters. So we can only choose one. Fear or love. If, it, if we elect To try to choose two masters, it says, The mind can become the medium by which spirit creates. I'm sorry. If we elect, the mind can become the medium by which spirit creates along the line of its own creation. So if we elect to align with the Holy Spirit, to align with our elder brother Jesus, we can create expressions of love. Yes, we can. We can create along the line of our own creation because we are created in love, as love. We can create expressions of love. All expressions of love are maximal. If it does not freely elect to do so, it retains its creative potential but places itself under tyrannous rather than authoritative control. So we can elect to put our control... Under the ego or love. As a result, if we choose the ego as a result, it imprisons because such are the dictates of tyrants. To change your mind means to place it at the disposal of true authority. So, do you feel trapped? Do you feel stuck? Do you feel imprisoned? Is because you've given your ego over to the tyrannical ego. Yes. The tyrannical ego. But you can give it to the Holy Spirit. So this is the living practice of A Course of Miracles. A Course of Miracles is all about every day, all day long. That practice is to give your mind over to the Holy Spirit. To allow it to be purified and cleansed and cleared. And you don't ever have to think about how is it going to happen? How is the miracle going to unfold? It says here... The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. So we're going back to service again. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. So what is a miracle? A miracle is when we shift from thinking with the ego to thinking with the Christ. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow Him. All shallow roots must be uprooted because they are not deep enough to sustain you. The illusion that shallow roots can be deepened and thus made to hold is one of the distortions on which the reverse of the golden rule rests. Okay, so this is why... Jesus told us to build our house on a solid foundation, not on sinking sands. Uh, So here now he's using the metaphor of deep roots and shallow roots. That if you build your house by the ego's instruction in the shallowness of the world of form, uh, your house won't stand. However, the deep roots of God are going to sustain you. Through all situations and occurrences. And it says, The illusion the shallow roots can be deepened and thus made to hold is one of the distortions on which the reverse of the golden rule rests. So the golden rule is, Do unto others as you would have done unto you. So the reverse of that would be to do to others what... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the ego uh, wishes to be done to them and thinking that you're not one with them so let's align and do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves I'm Jennifer Hadley you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio it's time for me to take a break we're living the love, we're walking the talk and we'll be right back
4: And more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living Life Coaching with Carla.
2: I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about the end of unworthiness and how to get there, or really, how to be there, (laughs) how to live in the kingdom and to remember that we are the treasure of God. So chapter three, the innocent perception, section six, judgment and the authority problem. We were just talking about authority. In paragraph 4, you are very fearful of everything you have perceived but have refused to accept. You believe that because you have refused to accept it, you've lost control over it. This is why you see it in nightmares or in pleasant disguises in what seem to be your happier dreams. Nothing that you have refused to accept can be brought into awareness. It is not dangerous in itself, but you have made it seem dangerous to you. So we've made waking up seem dangerous. It says, when you feel tired, it is because you have judged yourself as capable of being tired. When you laugh at someone, it is because you have judged him as unworthy. When you laugh at yourself, you must laugh at others if only because you cannot tolerate the idea of being more unworthy than they are. All this makes you feel tired, because it is essentially disheartening. You're not really capable of being tired, but you are very capable of wearying yourself. The strain of constant judgment is virtually intolerable. It is curious that An ability so debilitating would be so deeply cherished. Yet, if you wish to be the author of reality, you must insist on holding on to judgment. You will also regard judgment with fear, believing that it will someday be used against you. Because do unto others as you would have done unto you. Because what you do to others will be done to you. That's the law of karma. So, if you wish to be the author of reality... You will insist on holding on to judgment. So if you're thinking that you can make reality, you're going to hold on to your judgments. You will also regard judgment with fear, believing that it will someday be used against you. This belief can exist only to the extent you believe in the efficacy of judgment as a weapon of defense for your own authority. So if you believe... Your judgments, and if you believe that they are valuable, then you will fear being judged. That's how it is. The judger always feels judged. The attacker always feels attacked. And the lover always feels beloved. So you get to choose how you're going to experience your life. You get to choose. God offers only mercy. Your words should reflect only mercy because that is what you have received and that is what you should give. Justice is a temporary expedient or an attempt to teach you the meaning of mercy. It is judgmental only because you are capable of injustice. So it seems in this world of effects, what goes around comes around to teach us. To teach us and to help us to learn and become the happy learner. Jesus says, I've spoken of different symptoms and at that level there is almost endless variation. There is, however, only one cause for all of them and that's the authority problem. If you give your spiritual authority to... To the ego tyrant, you're going to experience feeling tired, feeling pain, the endless symptoms of suffering. If you give your authority, the authority over your mind to the Holy Spirit, to the higher self, to the I am presence, then every symptom the ego makes will fall away. And your mind will be cleared and purified. So this is accepting the atonement for yourself. Jesus says, Every symptom the ego makes involves a contradiction in terms because the mind is split between the ego and the Holy Spirit. So that whatever the ego makes is incomplete and contradictory. This untenable position is the result of the authority problem, which because it accepts the one inconceivable thought as its premise, can produce only ideas that are inconceivable. So, when we are aligned with the ego, we're going to experience this constant array of symptoms, which are symptoms of belief in separation. What is the antidote to all the symptoms of suffering is oneness, choosing oneness. And it really goes back to that constant choice that we make all day long to judge others or ourselves as unworthy, not good enough, bad, wrong, mistaken. What could you not accept? If you but knew that all events, situations, occurrences are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good. One whose only purpose is to teach you that your delusions, illusions, your judgments have no value. It's learning the same lesson over and over and over again. That the belief in the problem of separation is is a false belief. There is no separation. Therefore there is no problem. There is no unworthiness. Paragraph eight. The issue of authority is really a question of authorship. When you have an authority problem, it is always because you believe you are the author of yourself and project your delusion unto others. We are the treasure of God. The treasure is within. The kingdom is within. It's in our heart. And that's our home. That's our true awareness. So we're returning home to our heart. The prodigal son is returning home. Yes. And we get to choose it each and every day, all day long. Choose again, choose again. If you're not feeling ever increasing joy, happiness, love, freedom, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, choose again, choose again, choose again. So it's about being willing to be aware of all the choices that you make for either the kingdom or the imprisonment, for feeling tired. Sick and tired are symptoms of choosing separation. Now, everybody has their own journey. So the thing that's really important is not to judge the journey. Not to make any meaning of it whatsoever. I do not know what anything is for. But I'd like to. I'd like to open my mind to that pure awareness that I know what everything is for. It's for my learning. It's for my healing. It's helpful. So I'm dedicating my life to a life of service. The greatest service that we can provide is being truly helpful, which really is choosing the atonement for ourselves, making loving choices, surrendering the right to judge and attack anyone or anything. I do not know what anything is for. This is our pathway of worthiness. Yes. And it's lit. It's well lit by the Holy Spirit and our elder brother Jesus beckoning us all day, every day. Yes. All right. It's time for us to close out. It's time for us to pray. I'm so grateful to have had this time with you today and to walk this journey with you, my precious, precious brother sister in love remember living a course in miracles we've got two classes this week with regina dawn acres and myself living of course 10 more free classes for you <sighs> so we take a breath of love and gratitude so grateful and so thankful to recognize the power and the presence of love So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to divine guidance and inspiration from the Holy Spirit, from the higher self. We share the benefits of our healing, our awakening, our expansion, our clarity with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 (laughs) Have a great rest of your week and... I love you. Mm. God bless you.
3: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way, online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.
4: What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that
0: Start your day with a positive affirmation and intention. Since 1924, Daily Word magazine has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths. Your subscription includes two months of daily affirmations, articles, and spiritual poetry to keep you inspired and motivated. Check out the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org.